Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Hey, Monica, you were talking off air with me about advent calendars before we got on. I wanted to ask you, do you do advent calendars? I know you were referring to a specific company that... (laughs) specific blank cakes that you can talk about <laughs> that's doing a advent calendar this year. And I was wondering if you've ever done one. Yeah, I never did them as a kid, but I definitely did them with my son and up until a few years ago where he just lost interest. But as you know, Nelson, I'm sure you know, there's always a big deal about the Lego advent calendars. So I used mm-hmm. to get him those. And one year he just lost interest and like stopped I don't know, five days in or something. So that was pretty much it for him. But as a grown up, I kind of like advent calendars. And that might be because I just didn't have them when I was a kid. I've never done one myself. I can't do it on a regular basis and open one thing every day. <laughs> do they still have those calendars where you, those tear away calendars where it's like every day you tear one away and yeah. you have this <laughs> horoscope proverb or whatever right. Confucius says <laughs> yes. or the far side. I think the far side one was pretty funny <laughs> back in the day too, but I just never could consistently every day tear it open. I'm like five days behind. So I'm, <laughs> this is me in like advent calendars. I'm like, oh, I should have opened five of these ago, five days ago, but, and now I'm catching up. I, I, I guess that's why I don't do an advent calendar. Yeah. And kind of why I was thinking about it is because I'm already seeing the marketing for advent calendars. And I feel like <laughs> one, the marketing's really early. And two, I feel like there's a really big selection compared to previous years. And, and so as you know, you know, I mean, advent calendars, when I was a kid, at least the ones that I saw were just like a piece of chocolate, but they're a lot more complex with that than that as an adult in terms of food gifts. And so it's kind of interesting. I mean, like, you know, I know of one that, you know, you get liquor bottles in them or a different tea to try every day or things like that. So um, I'm, I'm really fascinated by this idea. Yeah, it's not worth it for me to open up a Hershey's Kiss every day. That's not <laughs> worth it. <laughs> so I'm not going to do that if you're going to give me a Hershey's Kiss advent calendar. But you were talking about holiday decorations. Mm-hmm. It gets earlier and earlier. Yeah. By next year, it's going to be September. They're going to put out holiday decorations. It's, it's crazy. You should not put out any holiday decorations until after Thanksgiving. I'm just going to say that right now. It should be burnt <laughs> orange, fall colors, pumpkins. And then after Thanksgiving at midnight on Friday, then you can start putting out holiday decorations. <laughs> Target can do that too as well. Okay, so normally I would agree with you, Nelson, but I've seen on my stories a number of people have already put their Christmas trees up and a number of other things. I think this year's kind of a mess. If there were one year for an exception, I feel like this is it. Because normally, again, I agree with you. Wait until you have the turkey before you put the tree up because it's a tradition also. But I kind of feel like everybody needs some grace this year. (laughs) And it's kind of like November 1st through Thanksgiving, Christmas, Thanksgiving, and then the rest through December 31st, Christmas. I I kind of feel like it's okay. I kind of feel like we deserve it. (laughs) Okay. I I have to agree to disagree. Okay. The people that put up the Christmas trees now in November are the ones that are going to take it down in March. So I'm just going to say that. (laughs) Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Thanks for the robust discussion. (laughs) Enough holiday talk on this show, this episode. (laughs) Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, everyone. She's Monica. I'm Nelson. This is episode 113. Monica, we got two recaps to talk about, as well as some things that we were eating. And we actually saw each other just today, recently on Sunday. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, yeah, how's everything going? Uh, going pretty good. Is it just me or is it cold? Like my 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 heater kicked on in the middle of the night, my furnace, and I was kind of upset because you know I'm trying to save some money on that heating oil. <laughs> Extremely cold, right? And it's deceiving too because it's like bright outside. It's like, oh my gosh, do I need to put on my sunglasses? But then when I step out, it's like, holy crap, it's cold. I don't even have my jacket. I'm just putting a sweatshirt on. <laughs> it yeah. was very cold. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. All right. Well, let's move on to the recap. Monica, I'll start it off. Mm-hmm. We normally don't talk about McDonald's because eh, I don't know why. Why, do, <laughs> why don't we ever talk about McDonald's, Monica? It's not something we really talk about. It's not really something anything fancy. It's our secret eating. <laughs> it is our secret eating. <laughs> I, I go there every week. <laughs> secret That's eating. Right. We, we don't put it on our stories. It's- mm-hmm. I like how you call it secret eating, not shame eating. Right. (laughs) I call it shame eating for me. I I call it secret eating. (laughs) I I don't feel guilty about it, but, you know, I'm not like broadcasting it everywhere. (laughs) Well, anyway, McDonald's just launched new sweet bakery items to their breakfast menu. In addition to like my favorites, like the sausage McMuffin with egg, hash brown or sausage biscuit. You can now get a cinnamon roll, apple fritter and or a blueberry muffin to go along with your coffee. Earlier this week, McDonald's delivered us all three of the new items to sample. Monica, what did you think? I really like the blueberry muffin. I I really like those those, uh, big sugar bits on the top. And the muffin was really moist. And so were the blueberries. So that, that was my favorite. The sugary bits were my favorite on the top of it. <laughs> right? I like that too. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I mean, think about when you get the blueberry muffins at Costco. They mm-hmm. have tons of sugar on the top, right? I just, I love it. I mean, to me, a good blueberry muffin has that sugary bits on top. I never noticed that. It's always soft on top for the Costco blueberry muffins. Really? I don't know. Yeah, they don't have those sugary bits of it. It just kind of reminds me of the, I don't know. It's kind of reminding me of the sugary bits from like the, the coffee that when you pour the sugar into oh, it. Oh, yeah. Mean. That must yeah. just be the muffins that Costco gives to me. So sorry, okay. Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> what did you like what was your favorite i like the apple fritter the apple mm. fritter was actually my favorite i'm always a sucker for apple fritters mm-hmm. if i ever go to a donut shop it's always an old-fashioned or an apple fritter those are the two options i usually get nice so yeah nice love it well you can get them now it's at all mcdonald's so it's on their menu and and then i don't know i forgot breakfast is served all day or or at least past 11 so people don't have a fit when you order at like 10 59 and they tell you you can't order breakfast anymore right yeah, I can't confirm or deny because uh, during the pandemic, they did change it up a little bit. But I think they yeah. are back to regular rules where they do end, end breakfast at a certain time of day. But I think there might be a handful of items you can get all day long. But I do enjoy, I do miss the Karens and Kevins complaining that they can't get breakfast at 1130. I just I do miss that. <laughs> well, you know, don't worry, Karen and Kevin, they can be found all over, all over town. So it's okay. We'll find them. <laughs> And then Monica, we were at SLU, the South Lake Union. Tell us where we ate earlier this week. Yes. Um, it, until Friday, it had been a while since we'd seen each other, but we returned to Wild Ginger McKenzie for lunch and wine. So they're participating in both lunch and dinner for Seattle Restaurant Week, and they're currently offering, get this, you guys, 50% off for bottles of wine when you dine in. That is half off. You heard me right. 
Nelson, you ordered a bottle of Syrah, and since we didn't drink it all, you got to take it home. Um, but you did miss them pouring it back in, so that was kind of cool. We had the Thai spring rolls, fragrant duck, Mongolian noodles, Sayur Lode, and coconut sago. And my favorite was the Sayur Lode because it has a nice spicy kick. So it's a Javanese curry. And so that was delicious. And then I think one of my favorites, all-time favorites, has to be the duck. So that's always on the list for me when visiting any of Wild Ginger's locations. What were some of your favorites, Nelson? I got to take home the duck as leftovers. Thank you, Monica, for letting me choose that. And that was actually my favorite. And that was actually the big hit from all the stories. Everybody, I had a lot of comments from people saying that the duck is the fragrant duck is so good. Mm-hmm. And I had, I totally agree with them. Somebody asked me, is it like the roast duck in Chinatown? No, it is no. not like the roast duck in Chinatown. Mm-hmm. It's totally different. It's not as fatty and greasy as the ones you buy in Chinatown. Mm-hmm. So that's how I would describe it, but add it with that butter lettuce. And I always forget the, the bows, the pinch buns, pinch buns, the pinch buns. Mm-hmm. thank you. You know what I call them at home? Because my mom told they're called they speak toilet seat bowls. That's what they were called. <laughs> toilet seat buns. <laughs> okay. That is hilarious. But thank you for the correct term for correcting me on that. Because yeah, I would have just said toilet seat buns. That's how that's how I describe it. And that's how that's how my mom is always used to always used to refer it as. And I'm like, oh yeah, see? It opens up like a toilet seat. Anyway. <laughs> wow, this went off the beaten path quickly <laughs> anyway i love the fragrant duck the sayur lode is surprisingly spicy yeah yeah i love that me too man they gave a lot of it too because again you thank you for letting me take that home for the leftovers as well and i poured it in a bowl and was like oh my gosh i almost had to get a second bowl out because that's how much curry it was i almost right. filled up this first bowl I ate the Mongolian noodles for two two meals, and I'm just like, well, that's a lot. I can't keep eating noodles. <laughs> Nevertheless, I think the bottles of wine are such a great deal. It's fifty percent off, and a lot of the bottles are upwards of a hundred dollars and beyond too. So. 50% off of that. It's a great deal for bottles. I really like the Syrah that we picked out. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to finish that off. Definitely. Well, Ginger McKenzie and Wild Ginger Bellevue are open for delivery, takeaway and dine-in. So be sure to check them out. Now, Nelson, mm-hmm. what have we been eating? <laughs> I felt like I stayed home a lot because wintertime, I don't want to go out. Flu season mixed up with COVID. It's going to be a little bit harder for us to go out. I thought I didn't eat that much, but Tuesday was election day. And on our last episode, we talked about what our election day meal would be. Well, for some reason, I was craving sushi. So I went to Musashi's and I got a trashy bowl like I always do. And I added a spicy tuna avocado roll for about $6.95, which is a steal. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Great deal. Also on Tuesday, Costco alert, Monica. They have <laughs> moon cheese. Your endorsed sponsor, moon cheese. <laughs> I saw that as a big bag too. Yeah. The cheddar, the Mm. cheddar part for a brief moment, Monica, you don't have to give me any of your moon cheese from your surplus, which is nice. (laughs) I can just go to Costco and pick up a couple bags and I can just store it in my closet. (laughs) Well, my surplus is running low, so I couldn't give you any if I wanted to. It's a hit at my house. So here's something interesting. Monica, do you eat granola? Are you, your son Cole, granola fans? I'm a granola fan. He's not. Okay. That's just way too much um, healthy food, as he would refer to for him. But I am. Yeah. As I got older, I actually prefer eating granola or muesli instead of cereal. Mm. There's 
just I guess that's an adult thing, maybe mm-hmm. because now instead of four packs of sugar, I just do one pack of sugar. No, I'm mm-hmm. just kidding. For, <laughs> for coffee. No, it's all black. Farige is a superfood granola using mushroom extracts, and they're out of Seattle, which is good. It's a local brand. They sent me two bags of granola, and it's actually really good with Elena's yogurt friend of the podcast life of jess actually recommended that i do it with elenos and i also tried it with milk as well they're both really good i recommend purchasing it if you want something that is keto friendly vegan gluten-free and non-gmo all of those in that box so how does the mushroom extracts play into this because it, it it's keto right and so what's it made out of that's a good question i have no idea okay that's okay that's okay that. that's okay it's it's you know cool i just it's curious <laughs> when i ate it i was actually trying to specifically target those mushroom extracts like do i taste mushroom in mm-hmm. it and i kind of don't to be okay. honest i think it's just really hints of it that they're throwing okay. in there and it could be the mushroom extracts could be just for health benefits mm-hmm. and not for taste benefits it okay be. so cool yeah. interesting well thank you for sharing yeah on friday i was golfing at inner bay and then afterwards we went out to queen Anne beer hall for happy hour i got a curry worst with fries and a glass of frambois mm-hmm. monica your favorite favorite alcoholic beverage or one mm-hmm. of your favorites is the <laughs> one of my favorites it's so <laughs> hard to pin down a favorite so many of them go down so easy <laughs> I love it. It is only two and a half percent alcohol, mm-hmm. but it is a very nice treat. Yes, it is. <laughs> they don't it put it in a pint glass. They put in this, this nice little elevated stem glass, which mm-hmm. I love. And <laughs> yes, it is very good. It's very light. I very, I highly recommend it. I love Frambois. It too. is. And pro tip, because the alcohol content is so low, you can you can splurge on a wine sized bottle. Shout out to Bam Bam Lamb Chops for telling me to get that at Trader Joe's. It's only nine ninety nine for the big bottle, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally on Sunday, we drove out to Wallingford and picked up our Trailesh's cakes from the Feed the Pudge and Trailesh's pop up. Now, Monica, you know me, I'm not aware of time. I kept thinking in my head, it's at 11 a.m. or it's at 12 p.m. The pop-up is at 12 p.m. No, it was at 1 p.m. And I got to the Trey Leche and I'm like, there's no one there. I'm first in line. It's 11.55. I was like, wait, why is this place still dark? I don't understand. Look on Instagram. And it was actually at 1 p.m. So... I had to kind of wander around Wallingford a little bit for mm. an hour before it opened. Went to Dumpling the Noodle and I got some beef chili ramen. I also went to Dick's Drive-In to pick up some Dick's Deluxe. But then I came back to Trey Lacheria. <laughs> Monica, you know, I don't leave the house during football season for anyone, but for a special few like you and Feed the Pudge <laughs> and his new hair, I made it out. Vietnamese iced coffee or Pandan, which one was your favorite? Oh, Vietnamese iced coffee by far. I mean, it's everything that I've been dreaming of. I like the pandan. The pandan was actually really good. Yeah. Awesome. You know, the Trelesha cake is just, it's really good because at the bottom, all that like liquid and yeah. the milk is at the bottom and you like mix it up and it's like all creamy. Oh, it's so did, good. Did you get a sticker? I did get a sticker. <laughs> <laughs> when I opened it, I'm all, this is totally me. <laughs> I'm all, I love this sticker. <laughs> If you don't know what we're talking about, when you pre-order, you get a free Trey Lecheria sticker. And the, the sticker says, I like it wet. For the, <laughs> for the cakes, guys. For the cakes. Yeah, for the cakes, guys. <laughs> for the cakes. 
I love it. So awesome. Yeah. It's good to see you and it's good to see some other people that mm -hmm. you don't, it's sort of hard to do it during this time. So mm -hmm. it's good to see everyone. And I do love feed the pudges hair, by the way. Oh yeah. He, he yeah. looks tasty. <laughs> <laughs> Not how I would describe it, but okay. <laughs> Well, we're friends, so I can say that. <laughs> I can say that we're friends. <laughs> oh, yes. But it, definitely delicious. And I love that he's doing different kinds of pop-ups. So I love this dessert pop-up. And who knows what he's got in store next. So keep on a lookout for Feed the Pudge, you guys. Mm -hmm. Now, Monica, what did you end up eating all week? Well, like you, Nelson, I mean, I've been staying home for a number of reasons. Um, work is getting really busy. I have a lot of end of year deadlines that I have to get through. So I've been doing more cooking because I'm not breaking away from meals. So I'm, I mean, I'm pretty much cooking the same time that I'm working. So this week I cooked teriyaki pork using a really quick sauce that allows pork to caramelize into sticky bits. And that's my favorite. And it's really hard to infuse meat um, with that kind of flavor in such a short period of time. So I think I finally got it perfected and my family loved it. So I'm going to make it again this week per their request. <laughs> and I've been thinking about the holidays a lot and I'm not sure what's going on for the holidays. I mean, we might just be staying home, but I've been thinking about recipes in like less stressful ways. To, to be cooking for groups of people anyway. So I made a frozen yogurt bar using uh, Elanos plain yogurt flavored with just date syrup, pistachios, and strawberries. So it's, it's kind of a healthier treat that can be frozen and ready whenever you are. So you can sort of make it, break it apart, bag it up, and save it, and it's ready to go. The so yogurt kinda... bark looks really good, yeah. Monica. Oh, now, it? did you use frozen strawberries or did you use fresh strawberries? Because strawberries aren't quite in season in November. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I used fresh ones. I used fresh okay. ones. Yeah. But you know, when you mix it with the just date syrup, which is the sugaring agent, um, it definitely changes it a little bit. So it gets it ready mm -hmm. for freezing a little bit better than if you're just freezing them flash. Yeah. Nice. So it's kind of cool. And Nelson, I know you're always interested in what my son's baking this week. Yeah, so I love what Cole's doing. <laughs> so his baking project this week was scones. And we had a bit of a throwback using raspberry jam to remind us of the summer fairs we missed this year. So that was super cool. He had never actually been a scone fan. And so I was mm -hmm. kind of surprised, you know, it's class assignments, right? And he goes, yeah, you know, I don't know that I've ever like tasted a scone. They're like, well, you did when you were younger and he made it. And so we made the raspberry jam and he's just like, yeah, this is really good. And all that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I guess maybe it was more nostalgic for me. I mean, cause he hasn't had a scone since he was much younger. So that was super cool. And I can't wait to see what he's making next week. Kids and teenagers aren't scone fans. Let's be honest. <laughs> when they're, when they're at Starbucks or whenever they're at mm -hmm. a bakery, they're either choosing the eclair, the donut, mm -hmm. whatever sweet. It's Cake never pop. a scone. It's always cake, cake, pop, cake pops, Ooh, yeah. muffins, whatever it is. It's mm -hmm. never a scone. The scone, when when you bite into it as a teenager, is like, oh my god, it's 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 sort of dry. It's not <laughs> sweet. It's not it's not as sweet as I hoped it would be. It's, it, they don't drink coffee, so you can't have it with coffee. It's mm -hmm. it's just it's again, it's an adult food. <laughs> maybe you. yeah, maybe so. Well, he likes his recipe, and um, I it kind of really did remind me of the Fisher scones, and and maybe mm, that's what yeah. the teacher was going for, you know, because again, like she handpicks the the recipes that they're making and the portions, and so I can see that being like a really gateway into scone eating, mm -hmm. the adulthood of scone eating, as right. you would call it. <laughs> Right. Unless it's Fisher scones. Kids will eat the Fisher scones yeah, because of the raspberry jam. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that raspberry jam does it. I always keep a, a bottle of raspberry jam in the house. <laughs> 
All right. So I've been missing sticky sweets and treats. And so I ordered up a few jars of my favorite coconut and black sesame sticky rice last week. And it's perfect to keep around so you can freeze it and it's ready to go when I want dessert. It just has to sit out for 30 minutes and microwave in a very particular way. They offer delivery most weeks and they're also popping up in West Seattle at Itos Tapas, I think once a week. So that's kind of cool. They're super nice. And I really miss them from, as you know, Nelson, days at Salt Lake Union Saturday market. Shout out to sticky treats and Sweets mom. We, sticky, we, mom. That, sticky mom. Sticky mom. Sticky <laughs> mom. Yeah. We rarely on occasion ever shout them out during this mm-hmm. during the winter time. So mm-hmm. shout out to Sticky Mom. <laughs> Definitely. For Monica's best nickname moniker. Right, right, right. I mean, I mean, yeah, I think people have been commenting that on their posts and then they've been actually crediting us for it. So that's kind of cool. But what yes. I did miss is that I was too late to order their special, which is a fall flavor. It's bourbon pecan, Nelson, as a oh. topping. So actually that's what I was going for, but I missed it. So you snooze, you lose. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> All right. So Nelson, after we had lunch at Wild Ginger, I just had planned to stop by Algo Verde Cafe just to pick up some canned cocktails to go. But while I was there, I ended up buying dinner to go. And I also ended up having second lunch. So I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. Um, I tried the quesadilla and it was delicious. And so the meat was really tender. And I'm always, always, always a fan of Hawaiian cheese. I love that texture and flavor. And it was a nice dip, I got to say. And so I could only eat two of the three tacos, so I didn't get three. Because, you know, it was second lunch. If it were my first lunch, I could pack it away. But I'm out of practice for my food <laughs> crawling days, Nelson. I mean, I feel like if we ever go back to things being somewhat normal, I'm going to have to work out a lot to get back on my game. <laughs> <laughs> I go to golf after Wild Ginger. Monica goes for second lunch. <laughs> and unlike you, Nelson, I'm totally fine, like sitting down by myself, drinking, like drinking cocktails, eating food by myself. I'm totally fine uh, with the cocktails. Luckily, our friend Juan told me that I should not crack the can of prickly pear Rita open and just start drinking it because it's actually three servings in the can. Oh, my. Okay. Right? Yeah. And I'm are you sure? And he's just like, yeah, no, Monica, you yeah. should not. Don't do, do that. that. Yeah, he goes, no, you should not do that, Monica. Like you're going to feel it. And I'm all, are you sure? Um, so I had to wait until I got home for those. But all of it's available for delivery, takeaway, and dine-in at Agua Verde Cafe. <laughs> and that's it for me. <laughs> that's great. Oh, yeah, man. like I said, uh, with election week and everything, we didn't really go out much. We didn't do that as much eating as we normally <laughs> do, which is okay. Yeah, that's it's, it's quite enough that we ate. We definitely did it on Friday. So made up a lot. Definitely. So we have an interview today, Nelson, with some fun folks. Yes. And Monica, you and I have been to Bobe in Woodenville a couple months ago or recently. Our interview this week is with the dynamic duo of Bobe and Woodenville, Karma and Joey Lee. Bobe just celebrated their first birthday in September. They have unique boba drinks, including a nitro series, and customers are always eager for their monthly specials. Here's our interview with Karma and Joey Lee of Bobe. Hello, everyone. Today we have Joey and Karma Lee, owners of Bobe out in Woodenville. If you guys aren't aware, they make awesome boba drinks as well as everything else, bubble tea. And they're the first to have nitro bubble tea around this area. They just celebrated their one year anniversary, or they call it birthday. Hi, Joey and Karma. How's it going? Hey, hey, hey. Hello, hello. Doing well. <laughs> Thank you for having us here. 
thank you so much for coming on. I love it. I love your guys' drinks. They're always so unique and so creative. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. Just to start off, we always ask this question to all of our guests. How did Bobe originate with you guys? Oh, gosh. I think Joey's could start that. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I think the best way to describe it, Bobe started off as like a passion project slash dream, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I got to give credit to Karma because she has visioned all of it. You know, she's drew the logo. She has crafted every single recipe. I know she's going to be humble about it, but it really is her passion project there. Bobe originated with um, Karma. Karma's really good at cooking. So mm-hmm. she kind of started making her own teas. She started making her own journey because she's traveled to uh, all these places to learn more about coffee and tea. And then she was doing it better than everybody else. And I know that she was really proud of it and didn't want to serve things that she wouldn't serve her kids. But I'm sure mm-hmm. Carl could explain more about it too. Yeah. And absolutely. When we were getting ready to get married and I love bubble tea, but the only problem that I found was not any place with more natural ingredient where I can essentially sub out the sugar and without the powder and all the additives in there. And so I started making it a lot at home. And I was like, you know, I've always wanted to open a cafe and I've traveled to Costa Rica and the coffee farm. I've been to Peru. I've been to Japan. We went and learned a lot from tea masters around the world. And I just think this is something that is missing in the market where a place is truly looking at farm to straws, really looking at cooking everything in house versus trying to automate the process and use powders and blended drinks. And that mm-hmm. is where Bobe originates is from essentially my diet project into my cooking project into mm-hmm. that. I think everyone deserves to see some of what the farmers do around the world. Yeah, I can really tell from your ube series i think you're using all organic ube all fresh ingredients and you can really tell the difference in the drinks that that you're making and creating from that but let me ask you this question what was the step that brought you from at home making boba drinks to let's open up a store (laughs) i want to know how did that process start You know, it was actually really difficult in terms of a decision. I mean, I was making great money and Joey also have a job on the side along with Bobe. And for me, taking that leap of faith and quitting, you know, a really great paying job with holidays and all that great stuff and benefits and to do this, I I would say it was it was not a, a overnight process. It was more like, you know, this is something that's missing. I really feel like this is a passion that people should feel. I want a place where people feel like they have a place in the community where we can drink uh, a drink and be like, wow, how did they end up doing this? So it wasn't an overnight deal. It was more like, okay, this needs to happen. How are we going to do it? I'm not going to do it. I'm 50 years old. I'm going to do it Mm -hmm. today. I'm going to take this leap of faith because I think this leap of faith would be really difficult if I have kids with Joey's already and we have to take mm-hmm. care of family. So we want yeah. to do it while we're in our prime, essentially. Would you agree? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I can't do this, you know, 20 years from now. We definitely need our, our youth strength now. And, uh, you know, Karma's working 19, 8, 20 hours a day. You know, mm-hmm. even today she's still doing that because we're always constantly planning and growing and doing what we can to give back to the community. So yeah. I can't imagine her with, you know, kids and family and trying to do that at the same that is pretty tough and we want to have a place where there is no limit uh, i don't want to buy a franchise where i'm limited to certain ingredients yes 
certain way of doing things. I'm someone who likes to break the rules. So I want to be able to create drinks that can break the rules. So if one day I want to add pumpkin with my Thai, for example, for the right、mm-hmm. mix, I'm going to do it. And、yeah. if my customer love that, then great. We can bring that back or we can get even more creative next month. And that is the most exciting part about Bobay. So, Joey, tell us some of your signature drinks. I know, and this is me personally. Tell us specifically about the nitro drinks that you have. And I, I want to know what's the difference? Like, what's the difference between a regular boba drink and then adding nitro to it? Because I've had several of your nitro drinks, and I, I, everybody asks me, it's like, how's it different? And I'm like, it's just different <laughs> in terms of the taste. But could you tell us a little bit about some of your drinks and especially the nitro? Yeah, absolutely. So I could definitely、um, talk about it. This. So, you know, people ask all the time, hey, what's your bestseller? What's your signatures, right? And、uh, we really train all of our employees and ourselves to really be taste consultants and learn more about everyone's individual palates, right? We care、mm-hmm. for everybody on a first name basis. So, whenever it's a signature drink, it's whatever signature drink will work best with you, right?、Yeah. With that being said, we definitely start talking about nitro and then definitely talk about our seasonals. The main difference with a nitro, and these are, these are some training classes that we've done with our employees and we're thinking about doing to the public as well, doing a kind of a side by side comparison between nitro and non nitro.、Mm-hmm. Nitro, what it does is, you know, we take the air that we breathe, right? And we use a special machine, compress it, and bring out the nitrogen out of it and confuse it,、uh, infuse it into our drinks. And what it does, it makes it really complex.、Uh, it makes it light. It makes it creamy. It really takes away you know, any of the harshness that some teas may have.、Mm-hmm. What it really does is it elevates that tea experience and taste to it.、Yeah. Uh, when you have it side by side, you could definitely taste the main difference, but it makes it really like a smoother experience, right, Karma? Absolutely. I think it brings the complexity a lot of teas don't have, especially when we use a lot of single origins and high grade loose leaf. That tends to be a little bit more on the shy kind of characteristic.、Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In order to bring the complexity, we have to train our customers' palate to stay away from the artificial, which has a very dominant characteristic. Yes.、Uh, when you're using the nitro, you can really bring in, for example, our nitro honey jasmine. That really brings in that floral complexity, but it's not so overwhelming. You can still taste the base. Green tea in the underneath, but at the same time, both of those flavor combine. It kind of brings you that little bit of almost like a honeydew, but not quite of a honeydew tasting when it comes paired with milk. And that's the、mm-hmm. beautiful thing about nitro.、Mm, yeah, I can tell. It's it's just like when you're doing nitro coffee or nitro beers, there's like maybe a little creaminess to it. And that's kind of what I'm kind of getting a little bit from your Bobe from those drinks sometimes. Absolutely. And the funny thing is, a lot of places、uh, or people expect us to use the non dairy creamer. That does、mm-hmm. make the drink a lot creamier because of that powder and the, and the, the little you know, molecules that how it binds with the liquid. But we want to bring in the more natural local milk or alternative milk like oat milk and use the nitro to bring in that creaminess instead of using the artificial powders. I love it. <laughs> Which is a lot higher in terms of like our margins and bottom line because we、mm. are using the local milk and oat milk. That's okay because this is a conversation we, we need to be having with people. All the food is so industrialized. And I, we, I think we need to bring it back to the roots and really appreciate what this planet has to offer. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're really、uh, not about putting the dollar first here. It's really about putting our culture and our, and our ingredients first for our employees and our,、mm-hmm. and, our, and our community. That's ultimately what we want to do for everybody. I love it. You guys are the second bubble tea or boba guest we've had on. The first guest we've had on was two years ago when we had Young Tea, and then you guys are the second pe- 
the stark similarities between you you two is that you guys use natural ingredients, natural tea, no artificial flavors or artificial ingredients. This is why I I love having you guys on. Thank you. Karma, I want to talk to you about recipe development. You have some creative drinks. So they're so unique. I'm a big Harry Potter fan. So the return of the hollow that you just, that you have, that you, you've done as well as you've done some pumpkin pie. Nobody, I, nobody does pumpkin pie with boba. This is, a, this is amazing. It's so creative. How long does it take to do recipe development for you and, and creating these type of drinks? Joey, are you drinking all of these things? <laughs> are you, are you doing like, uh, needs more pumpkin, needs more cinnamon. Are, are you doing the, are you the taste tester? <laughs> I'll let Karma talk about, you know, the recipe, but I'm definitely the taste tester and, you know, my weight is showing for it. <laughs> I got to try all these wonderful drinks, you know, and it's it's a plan of the making. I see, see the back end of it, right? And how much love and time that she has to put in, how much, you know, research she has to do, all these different yeah. pairings. But yeah, let me let Karma yeah. talk about that. Um, I think it's really funny because what I try to do is I try to stay off of social media or it sounds really bad, but I try not to go to other places or see what other places mm-hmm. are doing when I'm doing my creative process. Yeah. Just because it is my goal to try to make it unique to us. Whether or not it is a traditional milk tea, it has to have our identity in there. And it's made by what I think it should taste like from my taste palette. Certain drinks can take eight hours. Some drinks take months. Like, for example, the Rising Phoenix itself took, I would say, almost identity took a year because we started the pumpkin line when we first opened last year. Mm-hmm. And it got a lot of good reviews. And we're like, you know, what? we're going to bring the pumpkin back. And it does take a lot of effort to just cook the freaking pumpkins. Yeah. <laughs> I want a little bit more identity, right? I love pumpkin pie. It is part of my upbringing because I grew up here. But then what about my, my Asian heritage that I grew up in too? You know, that kind of half of my life living in Asia. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I have to somehow bind these two together. That's where I started thinking, I was like, okay, the pumpkin tastes really great. And this is the taste notes. What would pair well? And immediately I went to Thai. What is a better tea than a Thai tea who has that little bit of spicy flavor, dark enough that it works well and warm with the pumpkin. And that's kind of how Rising Phoenix come up. Each drink, takes a long time because we are cooking the real ingredients. So it, there's a lot of batches we have to go through and it, it's pretty stressful when it gets to end of the month when we have to mm-hmm. kind of people, everyone expects, you know, what is Bobay's next month? And I have to like come up with a great name, which is really stressful. And then we have to make sure well, right now dairy will work with it. If dairy doesn't work, then what other milk will work? Mm-hmm. If milk doesn't work, can it be a standalone? Do we want a nitro? Do we want to add more other flavor to spice it up? And there's definitely drinks that we have made where we are going to bench until next year because yeah. just the season's not right, but it tastes great. So we always get so anxious and happy when we get to release <laughs> certain drinks that's just kind of sit in the back corner. And all my staff gets to try them and give me feedback. And that's the beautiful part about our team. It's just, it's a very cohesive process. We do a pilot testing with our staff and then we release kind of like the final approval product. Yeah. yeah. We- we really take great joy in involving our employees, right? I mean, even, we've had even a drink come out that was created by one of our employees as well, right. too. So we implore them and really uh, give them the benefits and the rights to just 
be creative, right? And be part of that process. And I think being part of that journey is some, uh, something that they look forward to every month. And they're amazing because they learn how to make those drinks within a day. Yeah. Um, I give them a recipe and they, they, they go in and they work at it. And we're a really hardworking team. And, and, and it is a reason why we're so picky with our hires. I love it. I love how you guys work as such a collective. It's really great to hear. So I know you were telling me it's hard to create like what's new, but what are some things that future customers or your current customers can look forward to in the holiday season or or the upcoming season right now? It's like November and December. So that's a great question. I'll talk about the food items and then I'm gonna, I'll have Karma talk about that. <laughs> yeah, so, please do. Yeah, what we're trying to do um, and something that we're really committed to, to really uh, challenge our creativity is coming out with our monthly menu. Uh-huh. We're kind of known for that now. People anticipate it. Every first of the month, they want to know what's new. Something that we've been doing so far that really has been loved by the community has been our boba donuts. Yes. Yeah. They're so good, guys. <laughs> I can't praise you enough and tell all of my friends and everybody out there is like it's so good because when i tried them your boba donuts they tasted like brown sugar boba in the donuts i was like this is amazing it's it's so crazy we love that because it's so playful and it's so much that joey and i are dressing up as donuts Um, nice i love it (laughs) (laughs) really making a staple point there we we love the donuts we love the concept of it and we like trying to break the barriers of what a donut should be right we don't want it to taste like a donut we wanted to bring these fun flavors like the brown sugar boba right like uh, what we did recently with also our ube cream something that we've been playing with and we finalized as well too we're going to be doing a pumpkin recipe for our, Mm -hmm. our next release and Love we're it. also thinking about matcha as well, too. Half of our identity is with matcha, right? Ceremonial gray matcha that we get air freighted from Japan. And we really pride ourselves in that. So we're kind of find, finding a perfect balance between matcha and the donut. Uh, and surprisingly, it pairs very well together. And we also may think we're thinking about bringing back the brown sugar boba. So that's that's all up in the air. But those are kind of our new flavors that we're playing with for the next season. Uh, we're going to be releasing those dates later. And then in terms of the drinks, I'm going to let Karma take over. Yeah, and a hit on the boba donuts point is we want to bring in that Asian heritage, um, that things that people could never imagine, but it's like the best of both world combined. Mm-hmm. Kind of like me and Joey. I mean, I raised as an immigrant and I love, I love what I was born and raised in but I also love my life and here and I want to be able to combine everything I love into food forms and so the yeah. boba donut is a great way to kind of inspire others to could do the same and in terms of the drinks uh we are down to the wire because we're supposed to announce them <laughs> soon and we are having a really hard time with the names we finally nailed down to two drinks because we are going to keep the pumpkin line because people love it so much and I just think it's a shame to take it away after one month when pumpkins are still available yeah and so we're keeping the pumpkin line but then we're adding two drinks one of them is hot and only hot and it is so great because it's the southeast asian heritage where it's made with sweet creamy corn and it's hot it's milky it's delicious and we're we're struggling to find the right name for it because the minute you take a sip it tastes like home oh i love it (laughs) it's so good and it's just so simple but it's so great yeah all of our employees have tried it so far and then the first reaction has always been this reminds me of home this reminds me of that you know the happy childhood times right yeah there's no other way to explain it they don't even talk about the taste it's just a memory that gets relived and it's so great that drink can do that right right that's Uh, the best part and get to celebrate that heritage a little bit more and then we have our second drink which we're still having trouble trying to name it because it's so 
so unique. It is inspired apple cider because apple cider was a great part of my childhood growing up here. But I don't want it to be just apple cider. So we added a little sparkle. We added a little bit of creaminess without adding dairy in it. So that's one of the best part. It tastes almost like the Korean yogurt soju mixed with apple. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that's the best way to put it without the yogurt in there. That's a beautiful part. And the soju without the soju. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, we really look forward to those drinks because it is so unique, and I think it just kind of bring a nice twist to everyone's this autumn, especially the corn drink that everybody just love on my team. I love it. You guys, this is why you guys are so creative with these drinks. It's just amazing. We're running out of time. I always ask one question before we leave here. Where can everybody find Bobe on social media? People can find us on at Bobe USA, B-O-B-A-E USA. I know we're just Woodenville, but we can dream big, right? (laughs) (laughs) Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And I manage it all. (laughs) I love it, you guys. Thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. And we love you guys. Yeah, we're huge fans of the podcast. Thank you for having us here today. Thanks for letting us be here. Yeah, stay tuned on those boba donuts and new drinks. Yeah. And that was our interview with Karma and Joey Lee of Bobe in Woodenville. October, they had a pumpkin series. And in November, they have the Golden Memory, which is a sweet corn milk drink. Monica, customers love their monthly specials. And mm. from the interview, Karma said it's actually harder to come up with these names and to come up with these special drinks. So she has <laughs> it, does it months and months in advance. And wow. you know what I love? She mentioned in the interview that the reason she didn't want to do like a franchise boba spot or anything like that is just because she wanted to create unique and different drinks Mm -hmm. you probably wouldn't be able to add pumpkin or pumpkin extract or pumpkin into boba in franchise boba spots Mm -hmm. or uh, doing using something like sweet corn milk and using milk alternatives and all Mm -hmm. that i think it's awesome they have their own shop and they can just experiment away good for them because you know r&d is hard yeah it definitely is you know, just today I saw a friend of the podcast, Bam Bam Lamb Chops post. He, you, as you know, Nelson, he's on keto and he's been uh-huh. going to Bobe. He he said that there's some drinks on their menu that is keto friendly already without yep. making any modifications to it. So I think yeah. that's great that the creativity in the drinks is also meeting different needs in the market. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. Yeah. I mean, like I said, certain beverages like the sweet corn milk, mm-hmm. it's they. I don't think they're talking about it and they don't even it's they don't use real milk. Mm-hmm. in there it's it's a different alternative so mm-hmm. that way it's more dairy friendly yeah. for those that are like you monica lactose intolerant <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm also in it to win it though so <laughs> i'm getting ready to go drink some milk tonight <laughs> <laughs> what a wild night wild all, sunday night you get guys. all crazy <laughs> people like to get hammered but monica she drinks the milk Oh, yeah. No, I'm not a big alcohol drinker at all. No, you're not. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like alcohol at all. (laughs) Sarcasm. We got to we got to get the disclaimer, the sarcasm disclaimer here. If if new listeners are listening right now. (laughs) I don't drink so much alcohol. Monica drinks three times of her weight. For just to just to make up for my lack of alcohol consumption, and the only time it doesn't work is like when Nelson orders drinks, and I'm just like, I don't want to drink that, so I gotta drink it. <laughs> like that's not what I wanted to drink. 
<laughs> but you know, can't waste. Clean up crew, yes. clean up crew. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. All right, Monica, that's pretty much our show for tonight. What do we got going on this week? Uh, let's see. You're going to an event that I can't go to. So have fun there. <laughs> um, and I don't know if we're seeing each other because things are kind of, they kind of sped up and slow down. And so who knows, who knows what's going to mm-hmm. happen this week. It's a mystery. Yeah. Well, I got jury duty this week, so things oh, have to kind of throttle down a little bit, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the event that I'm going to, it's out of your radius i guess <laughs> your bubble for a so. weeknight yes for a weeknight it's difficult for me to get yeah. there with my responsibilities yeah. okay. <laughs> it's it's in southeast side so mm-hmm. i'll give you a pass on that and i i will report on it when i get back <laughs> next episode okay <laughs> can't wait all right everyone that's our show for tonight thank you so much for listening thank you for being awesome have a great week and of course happy eating seattle Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at seattlefoodiepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.